Nice. We are streaming now, guys. What's up? Hey, get ready. Drama. Interesting. What was that? One, two, three, four. Oh, it's the Hague Report. The Hague Report. La, la, la. What's up, guys? I am James Hake. This is Wednesday, Feb February, March 11th, 2020, live in the 9 a.m. hour right after Jesse Lee Peterson's show. Thank you, Jesse. I'm using his studio. <laughs> and I'm on my channels. That's cool. On YouTube, DLive, Facebook, Twitch, um, Periscope, and of course, Mixer. And what you just witnessed, what you just heard if you're listening to the audio podcast, was a clip of supposed, what are they, Syrian refugees or something, or migrants or something, wanting to go from, they've been holed up in Turkey, right, forever. I don't know how long, but Turkey agreed to hold them back in 2016, and now it's been, it's 2020 now, and Turkey's tired of holding them, so he's releasing them and allegedly doing all kinds of shenanigans to let them into Greece and Europe. Well, Turkey put out a propaganda video, but what you just witnessed was anti-Turkey propaganda, really anti-migrant propaganda, and I don't know which one is the truth or if either of them are true. It's interesting. Shout out to Donning Armor, faithful viewer of The Hake Report on YouTube and anywhere else that he may pop up. Maybe he goes on DLive sometimes. But... um <laughs> Elfin. Um, I'm gonna read a comment from Elfin, which is funny, but hold on. Um Donning Armor sent me this clip, and the clip of this this clip was titled, it was on YouTube. Migrants hold their children over smoking fires in order to make them cry for the cameras. And if you were listening, you you heard the woman like having a fit and just being emotional, and I don't know who falls for this type of drama, but I don't, I don't know what, what to make of it, really. <laughs> but I don't definitely don't sympathize with them necessarily. A little bit, right? Nobody wants to be in that situation, but I'm not. I'm, doesn't make me want to let them into Greece, definitely. And it doesn't make me. Uh, it doesn't make me side either way. I guess it's part of being somewhat logical, somewhat of a man, halfway. <laughs> so, but watch this. I have another, that very same clip in the form of Turkish propaganda. And the title of this Turkish propaganda is, so this one was what you just witnessed or heard was them making the migrants look bad. Uh, they're holding their children over fires to make them cry for the cameras. And isn't it interesting, there are professional cameras over there. And they're pretending, you know, they're performing for the cameras, definitely. They know the power of propaganda. And definitely the media does, too. The, most of the media is liberals. I will have you know, like something like only 10% of journalists reg are registered Republicans. 10%. <laughs> so the media, the, liberal, the government, a bunch of liberals. Watch this clip. Greek forces fire tear gas at refugees and migrants, and you don't witness that either. So watch this, and this is this has some subtitle things. Same clip though, basically. Watch. <laughs> Yeah, 
The men are carrying the kids away. So, I don't know how to how to interpret that. That just who brought those kids there, and who is storming the border? Who is throwing rocks at the police? Allegedly, I'm hearing reports of crime happening in these migrant camps. Who is bringing the trouble upon themselves, the migrants? Who is bringing those children into that situation, dangerous situation? The so-called migrants, so-called refugees. Who is firing the tear gas? I guess the Greeks. But Turkey's, Turkey and Greece are having basically a propaganda war. Because Greece doesn't want to let the migrants in and Turkey's tired of holding them. Nobody wants these migrants, these refugees. And I guess it's because of a... <laughs> I guess it's because of a um, war in Syria in which the Turkish people are fighting or something going on. And I know that Syria and Russia are kind of involved. What a mess. It's not really my concern, but it is interesting how all these migrants end up pushing into uh the white countries and turn them non-white and the whites are not making the babies somebody wanted to um somebody wanted to talk about actually i think it might have been donning armor who calls my show sometimes real name i shall not name out of respect but this he wanted to talk about white genocide. And this is part of it, I guess you could call it, white genocide, where they're bringing in all these people that are making a lot more babies than the whites, and it's the whites' fault for, for not having the babies in the first place and for allowing a government to rule over us that is corrupt and for being corrupt ourselves. So what a mess. So somebody asked, James, when did you split off from JLP? As in the Hake stream splitting off from JLP. Just a couple of weeks ago. I think February 21st. My interview with the the Boer. With Jason Bartlett. I think was my last. Which was a Friday the February 21st I think. Was my last day of, of streaming on Jesse Lee Peterson's channel. That following Monday. That Sunday of course I stream on my channel. Every Sunday I'm on my channels. But that following Monday. And, and since then I've been on my own channels. Cool huh? Um... Let's see. Lucas Reese gave a super chat and said, For $2, can you say good as I say how are you? <laughs> For two bucks? Yes, I can say it. I can break the rules, I think. If you say how are you, I'll say good. <laughs> Elfin says, Hey, who would win in a race war, Joel or Nick? Good question. A race war. Who would win in a race war, Joel or Nick? As in... A Racial war. <laughs> I was like, I'll beat Nick in a race. <laughs> <laughs> Giovanni A, faithfully here. Thank you, Giovanni A. Right on, man. So, oh, man. But they're doing this. You know, the media is constantly doing this propaganda stuff. And I noticed that women are susceptible. It is Women's History Month. And <laughs> not that any of you know about that, nor I, <laughs> but... You know, we're in the media, and the media likes to talk about Women's History Month. Because nobody else, normal people don't. <laughs> the media and the academia like to talk about it. And maybe the government like to talk about it. Nobody else normal talks about Women's History Month. <laughs> um, Joel says he's outnumbered. And out-crazied. Uh, I don't know. Nick says he's out-crazied. These Mexicans be violent. Yeah, but I don't know. I'm surprised at how much more violent the blacks are than the Mexicans. But anyways, yeah, <laughs> they do have... People are on a mission to uh, have... Never mind, I don't even want to go there. But yes, tank tops are available. I think Bond tank tops, as well as the Hake Report tank tops, are available v via the Teespring stores. So this... I'm wearing a t-shirt that says, Rebuilding the Family by Rebuilding the Man. And that is what needs to happen. And then the men will stand up. They'll be 
quite functional as, fo- as opposed to dysfunctional. And then I will get to calls. Appreciate you guys holding on. And then they'll have the sense not to get suckered by propaganda, have a false notion of love and all that stuff. Mess. And then um, both politically and spiritually and so-called emotionally and whatever else, families-wise, everything will be will improve. That's a great solution. So this t-shirt is available on the bondrebuildingtheman.com slash stores. Rebuildingtheman.com slash stores. That's the Bond website, rebuildingtheman.com. That's Jesse Lee Peterson's nonprofit. Wow, cool, huh? Has some funny shadows cast. Cool, huh? Thank you. Hate got chest. <laughs> By the way, I will open the treasure chest. I think I heard Joel laugh, but I'm maybe not. Uh, I will open the treasure chest, Obama chest, um, on DLive in about 45 minutes. Okay? At five minutes till the top of the 10 o'clock hour. Um, but, you know, my point I started to bring up is Women's History Month. And women are suckered more by emotions than men. And you see with this thing about the coronavirus, women are way more concerned about it than men. And in some cases, men are just risked, more risk takers. They're, they do die for earlier. <laughs> but at the same time, women are just scared more easily. And they, they have this false compassion for the children and crying women and stuff. Um, migrants. Than, than men do, I think. No, I know. <laughs> and then they fall for this, these false solutions to, to the societal so-called problems. Like, we're having too much teen pregnancy. Let's give out condoms. Because they're going to do it anyways. Not stop having sex out of wedlock. You'll notice, people thought that it was a, a lost battle. Having the sex out of wedlock stuff. They're going to do it anyways. Or the pot. People being on pot. Or people being on uh, alcohol. Um, But when Jesse Lee Peterson and others encourage this stuff, there's there's a whole lot of people encouraging get away from pornography. And people are doing it. People are getting away from that stuff. It's not this liberal thing of, oh, they're going to do it anyway. Let me, let's make it safer for them to do it. Let's let them live longer, wronger, <laughs> meaning giving, giving them medicine to treat the symptoms rather than treating the, the root problem. That's how men think is, no, don't do the wrong thing in the first place. Um, but the women fall for this stuff. Oh, we can give out. And yeah, men, males do it too. I remember watching a 90s show of Jesse Lee Peterson talking about how this black pastor had condoms passed out at his church. And that was in the 90s. Dealing with the so-called teen pregnancy problem. Teen pregnancy is not the problem, it's a symptom. So you're just treating the symptoms and not treating the problem. That's woman thinking. I mean, female, liberal-minded, Satan thinking, really. Right? Like the serpent said, oh, you want knowledge? Eat this fruit. So, you want to be like God? Eat this fruit of knowledge. Whatever. And um, so I look at this coronavirus thing. The women are more concerned about it than the men. The men are like sane. Some of them are, are shrugging it off when they shouldn't. Some of them are panicking when they shouldn't. You have to be serious. I like how I've read this, I've read this and I think I've mentioned this multiple times. President Trump, he is, he is a stickler for, he is what Bill O'Reilly describes as a germaphobe. Like, if you sneezed inside the room, it gives you a dirty look. That's so funny to me. But it's like, it shows you that he's aware, he's careful, he's paying attention. And he's, um, he's concerned about the health of himself and people around him so that he doesn't get sick. Because nothing messes up your productivity like getting sick. <laughs> so right on. Um, so the people fall for this mess about bringing in, br- 
bringing in um, these migrants, refugees, and all that f- stuff. And they're bringing in the illegal aliens disease. <laughs> what a mess. Um, by the way, it's March 11th. Somebody said 311, and Joel said on Jesse Lee Peterson's stream, it made me laugh because I was like, 311, great, ba- oh, tomorrow's 311. 311, great band, right? Or no? And Joel said 311. <laughs> That's all right. It's not a rap group, <laughs> right? It's not a rap group. It's more like a, I don't remember. Let me get to Social Pariah, and then I'll get to uh, Weinstein and other news and speculation and mess. I may touch on this Alex Jones thing, too. I want to know if you're judging Alex Jones. Are you judging Alex Jones? It was reported. I saw it on Twitter that he was driving under the influence. And they said that, I don't know what they said, but I want to know if you're judging him. If you're surprised by it, what you're thinking. Social Pariah out of Denver, Colorado. Social Pariah, how are you? How's it going, Hake? Hey, going well. Hey, um, I just, I kind of had like uh, something I want to discuss. Go um, you know, there's, there's more trades jobs coming available now that Trump has, you know, he, the, the steps he's taking, you know, getting rid of, uh, uh, onerous uh, taxes and uh, health regulations and all of that that were really unnecessary to begin with. Yep, I totally believe that. But, like, you know, the millennial age, you know, they they took shop out of class. Most, you know, the cars now, not a lot of people work on their own cars. Yeah. Millennials kind of lost that that mechanical skill set, I, I believe, you know, for, you know, computers and stuff like that. Yeah. But uh, the jobs, you know, I talked to people in different trades. You know, I talked to a guy the other day. He was like a Caterpillar mechanic. And he goes, yeah, you know, they, you know, everybody, they go to school, they know the basics, but they really don't have the the, the background, you know. Whenever you get in a job, they kind of teach you everything you need to know anyway. Yeah. But, um, you know, I've heard it by a, a bunch of people that the millennials, they get in the job, they can't really do them because they don't have the mechanical background. I know. And uh, I was just wondering, you know, what you thought, you know, instead of, like, putting money into, like, government grants for colleges and stuff where people go yeah. in and then they get a useless degree and usually at inflated prices because universities, you know, they, they think that they're more valuable. Right. Uh, if, they, if they could subsidize, like, the pay of a millennial, you know, people that want to get into the trade, that they could subsidize it, you know, through tariffs and stuff. And uh, they could use that to to kind of like subsidize the pay until they really get on their feet, millennial, on these jobs and stuff. You know, I would be for so? bringing back pushing pushing trades again, because I remembered it happening. I remember I took shop class, but it was only a, a half a year. It was only like a semester mm-hmm. in eighth grade, and then I noticed that. It didn't, for one, it didn't really stick with me. And for two, yeah. it seems like pretty quickly that was out the door. It was out the window. They got rid of it. And I remember at my high school, they had like cars inside of um, little shop things where they were working on cars at one point. And then like that got shuttered. And in the um, Pasadena City College, I think that they had auto, um, auto stuff, whatever it's called, (laughs) auto mechanic stuff at Pasadena City College, which is a community college subsidized by California, I think. And man, I remember it used to be like $12 a unit or something like that. Cheap, pretty cheap or $12. I don't know. It was cheap. A unit being like a credit for, for class. So yeah, they, they were teaching it and now they got rid of it and it's, and now you're right. The millennials don't have skills. By the way, their parents kind of let them down too because they didn't force them to learn stuff and do stuff for themselves either. 
Yeah, they, they really, you know, if I could go back, you know, I'm 51. Okay. If I could go back, if I could start, you know, from out of high school right now, what I would what I would suggest is, you know, you take like the basics, you know, you know, two-year, or not even two-year, like a one-year degree in whatever, like HVAC, whatever you want to do, and then go out and work and learn everything, you know, like if they have offer like uh, training, anything like that, learn everything about that kind of skill set. Nice. And then, uh, you know, once you've done that for about three or four years, hang out a shingle, you know, get your get your business license, maybe take some business courses, and then start your start your own uh, business because I, I see that, you know, it has sustainability. One thing's going to always stay constant. You know, supply and demand. If you're, you know, there's never going to be a time whenever the trades aren't going to be, you know, needed. You can't, you can't right. really, uh, you can't really automate that, the trades. You can't, you know, <laughs> yeah, with with software programming. So that changes all the time. I can't even imagine having a job where it never ceases to, you know, you always got to retrain on, you know. True. And it's it's it gets outsourced, and you see these people that you know they. They dedicated their life to that, and then all of a sudden the job, you know, gets auto. You know, they come up with another system. It's you know. right. Yeah, that's, you know, that's man. My suggestion. Yeah, it's it's good advice. There was a I watched a YouTube video by um, Sam Hyde from December of la- late last year, mm-hmm. and he was giving. It was like a 10-minute video. He gave his his best advice for the people. And he said, yeah, it's good to be so-called red-pilled and be aware of politics and aware of the lies and all that stuff and aware of the truth of what's going on in the world. But the best thing is to be skilled, especially as a man. And then you're useful. You're not useless. You... <laughs> bring value and you can always make money and you can function in the world and take care of yourself and a family, a wife and kids, if you have one. And yeah, that is got, so true. Got legs. It'll, yeah. Yep. <laughs> well, I won't take up too much of your time. I, I appreciate it. See. Thank you. Social pride It's good advice. Yeah. Thanks, I'll man. I'll talk to you later. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Yeah. Some, I'm seeing some people arguing on, on the chat about, uh, about um, Alex Jones. I'm just wondering if people are judging him now. See him differently or, or anything. Or if he, I say, just get through it, Alex. Do the silent prayer. Silentprayer.video. Nice. Do your community labor or jail time or whatever. Or get off if you're not guilty. Keep it up with InfoWars. You got good help over there. Owen Schroyer and the le- and the rest. By the way, have you guys caught Jesse Lee Peterson's recent interview with Owen Schroyer? He's interviewed like once a month or so. Seems like maybe the third Wednesday of the month or something like that. I don't know. But he was interviewed last week. Um, mind your kids and never mind your ex-wife. I heard, I've heard stuff that she's being real messy. As ex-wives commonly are amid a divorce in the they say nasty things. So is anybody judging him? With all the Gen X and the boomers and millennials and the G- Gen Zs who are on pot, on alcohol, pornography, sex out of wedlock, anger, fear, being poor, playing video games. It's just another thing that you got to overcome. So that's that's my take. But if you guys are... If you guys have anything to say about it, you're welcome to. I don't even know what the story is, what what actually happened. I don't even know if he's actually even guilty of this thing. So, a DUI, for those who don't know, is driving under the influence, usually like of alcohol. But nowadays, it's also of pot. But I don't think he was beyond pot. He's too productive. Christopher, out of Inland Empire, California. It's good to hear from you, Christopher. Always a pleasure, James. Hey, how you doing, sir? Doing fine. How are you? Uh, not too bad. Um, glad you played the clip. Thank you. Yeah, uh, thank you I, for I'm sharing it. I'm glad that it was worthy of the Hank report. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, it, I know for, it's definitely uh, propaganda, regardless. It's definitely, 
seeing crying women and children suffering. Whose fault is that? It's the migrants' fault. It's the migrants' own fault. So, anyways, but oh, yeah. I, I understand for a journalistic integrity, you kind of have to be wary of saying for certain what it is. But yeah, I don't think if uh, if children are tear gassed, the solution is to hold them over smoking fire. <laughs> so they're definitely right. They're definitely using those kids. Yeah, that's uh, it's awful. But yeah, um, just to address. Uh, what I asked you earlier in the chat. Yes. Do you think that uh, white genocide is a thing? Do you think it's going on? Definitely. I mean, I don't know. Okay. I don't use that that term, white genocide, frequently, but I don't. I I don't see it as an inaccurate statement because that is what's happening. Whites are being phased out of their own countries, and part of it's their own doing because society is has been subverted and corrupted to where. From childhood, ge- multiple generations now, people are encouraged to embrace degeneracy and they're kept just comfortable enough to just kill themselves off and not reproduce and all that stuff. And then there's also this immigration that's put on people, and, and both legal and illegal. And so it's without question. It's, you know, according to the definition of... Um, some dumb international group that's liberal when a when a when a group is phased out of it of its own land that's considered a genocide and so yeah i'm fair i'm fine with that yeah it's true uh, it's i'm not fine with it happening but it's reality yeah um yeah i certainly do think that uh the hedonistic culture that we find ourselves in is is it's partially to blame for it. Yeah. Uh, also, I, I agree with you that uh, well, white people are losing our homelands. We're, we're losing our habitat, if you will. Yeah. And uh, it, it seemed to me that white people, for hundreds of years in the Americas, for thousands of years in Europe, they had no problem making white babies, as Jesse Lee Peterson always says, right? Yeah, true. Um, we, we, think, we seem to multiply just fine, but... It's only within the past uh, 70, 80 years where our populations have uh, drastically started to dwindle. Yeah. Um, and I, do you think that uh, there's a particular group of people that are uh, quite powerful when it comes to uh, our politics? Yeah. Um, I, w- I won't name them, but do you think that's... Uh, this replacement, this, uh, uh, let's call it a replacement. Yeah. Uh, do you think that it was purposely put on, or do you just think that it was a, this is an unintentional side effect of um, enriching us with diversity? <laughs> That's a good question. I think that there are people who are that um, smart, evil, cunning, to, that, mm-hmm. they, that they knew that this was happening, that this would happen. And then, of course, there's a bunch of useful idiots who are like, oh, I didn't know that. Who could have predicted this? <laughs> I'm being yeah. sarcastic, but I think that there are people who are th- that useful of idiots to not realize oh, that this is just, oh, it's just naturally happening. It's just the way that the world works. Um, and then there's a bunch of people that are, are so res- resentful of whites for no reason that they say, oh, whites are deserving what they get. The shoe is on the other foot now. When... Whites were nothing like this to the the coloreds. <laughs> I don't believe, you know. That I guess there might have been a little injustice, but it's irrelevant. Yeah, there were some bad things, but I mean, we weren't being hunted like that uh, nation of Islam guy that was hunting white people. Right. Uh, you know, but maybe maybe somewhere along the line, blacks were treated uh, poorly, uh, and that's wrong. And uh, maybe some were wrongfully accused of a crime, and for that they were punished uh but that's not the same as hunting people down and and just brutally murdering them uh wherever you can yeah that's something completely different and, and it, i think that has something to oh, i'm sorry well i'm I, I just have to jump in with what we just talked about where there there's all there's the hunting stuff but there's also the um the evil of the temptations and the um the fake niceness from the liberals and the Jewish people that are liberals that are uh, in power 
and the all the others in power that are pushing this stuff the there's just this phony it's like female it's like a female minded liberalism that's pure evil that's every bit as evil as the guy that's hunting um that's doing the outright violent crime yes um yeah, I, I agree with you. And you said Jewish. I didn't. I know you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Jews, definitely. Yeah. Um, so uh, another thing why I believe that we are uh, in the feminine mindset thing, I, I, I think it's more sinister than that. I think that there's a narrative uh, being portrayed here that whites are guilty for everything and, uh, you know, uh, given credit for nothing. And this false history is being shoved down the throat. It's shoved down the throats since the grade school. They start teaching all this stuff. You know, uh, white people first came here and killed all the Indians, and then the KKK, and then the Nazis, and you know, evil white. But that's basically white history. That's how it's taught. At least that's right. what's taught. I know. Through school. <laughs> um, yeah, it's ridiculous. Uh, another, um, yeah, another, another. But that female mindset is evil. It is sinister. Could you explain the female mindset? Uh, I'm not sure if I understand. Well, when I say it, I, I mentioned the soft niceness, and that is evil. But I but oh, it's also yeah. okay. it's also cunning. Like Jesse Lee Peterson describes how women what women do to their kids, and sometimes it's to get back at the man. Or whatever, Absolutely. or whatever, and that is, that is evil. Like they'll side. What they're doing is siding with the generally innocent people, the whites, siding against the generally innocent people in favor of the criminals, and uh, which is uh, you know the the illegals, the blacks, the all that stuff. It's siding with um, against your own family in favor of strangers. It's it's, and it is on purpose, in some in some instances. Yes. Oh, it's definitely on purpose. Yeah. Uh, they and women are more susceptible uh, to that thing. They tend to be more altruistic, uh, more sympathetic. Yeah. Than men, uh, and especially white. I think the, the yeah. biggest thing that confuses me, the biggest problem that I have with white people, my people, your people, is. We're overly altruistic. We're altruistic. We will give our own lives to to save the lives of uh, different people. Nobody else does that. That's a, that's uh, that. We'll, I think that's partly that's the people pleasing spirit. I don't think that we used to be as weak as this. Yeah, yeah. But we um, being the you know the whites who lived before us. Yeah, yeah. Our ancestors, <laughs> uh, the Vikings. Tell Joel I said the Vikings. <laughs> On YouTube, Blue Bro is asking, why should I care that whites are becoming a minority? Blue Bro is a user. Uh, I don't know who he is or what ethnicity he is, but uh, maybe he shouldn't care. Uh, This is a white man problem, and I think that white people should deal with it. You know, that is true, what you're saying, but it's more than... It is... This is going to cause suffering for all races, all people. You should should, should be... You should, I don't know if you should care, but you should be, because caring is, you're going to, you're getting emotional about it. But I think that I'm talking to Blue Bro, Bluey Bro, whatever. <laughs> I think that you should be, um, you should value right versus wrong. And it's wrong what's happening to whites and what whites are part, in some cases, whites are doing it to themselves. It's wrong and you should be standing for what's right. And I, I think, yeah, oh, go I'm for sorry, it. I keep interrupting. No, go for it. Okay. I, I, I think um, one could easily make the case that everybody should care because, quite frankly, the world will be a much worse place without yeah. uh, white people. Right. Uh, there's no doubt. Of, uh, if you want proof, go to any non white nation on planet Earth and you'll probably see it. You know, I, I don't, I, anybody with common sense will realize that. Yeah. Um, I also think another reason of white decline is uh, predation. Is the further minority we become in our own homelands, these are our lands, not theirs, uh, the more of a minority we become, the 
the worse off we are treated. Uh, yeah, it, South Africa. We, we see a pattern. Uh, you know, look at the uh, rape, murder, uh, assault statistics. It's overwhelmingly blacks assaulting whites, overwhelmingly Hispanics assaulting whites, not the other way around. Right. Asians and whites kind of— In terms of interracial you know, crime. Just wanted, uh, yeah, interracial crime, exactly, right. yeah. And, yeah. And not even that. I mean, uh, crime within one's race, they still beat us. They beat us on all fronts. Yeah, that's uh, true. For violence. <laughs> yeah. Yep, totally. So, yeah, man. Um, yeah, so I guess I'll, I'll just end it there, and uh, good show. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Yeah, appreciate it, Christopher. Take care, man. All right. So, by the way, speaking of injustice, right? I mentioned how the most of the media is liberal. Oh, let me read a few super chats. Hold on, because I don't want to get too far behind. Hot computer smell. Thank you, Pin Bob Sponge. Keep speaking the truth. Thanks, man. Marcus Jones sucks. We need Joel and Nick to do a rap battle. Stream it. <laughs> oh, you know what? Uh, we were talking about altruistic white people. Nick, the people pleaser. <laughs> Anyways, whatever. Mari Uvaldo. Giovanni A., I don't know why I fear more of that illegal alien disease than the coronavirus. Hmm. Amazing. See, si, senor, senor, C. Si. Marcus Jones sucks. Says, farming is the best career for rounding knowledge. Interesting. And then, of course, Blazing Hogs. Gave a super chat. Appreciated, Blazing Hogs. And I'm sorry if I'm missing diamonds. Dang. Catch the thought. Kevin, I'm forgetting what Kevin's name is. Kevin Webb, TNT88. Thank you, guys. Gorgonzola, Portman, Floshinsky, Shaggy Boy, Reed Johnson. Thank you, guys. Man. So, um, Jim Jordan, Representative Jim Jordan, the short guy, he's a wrestler, by the way, or used to be a wrestler. And Trump made fun of how this guy, Jim Jordan, Representative Jim Jordan, Google his picture when you get a chance, Joel. Jim Jordan, um, representative from, I forget where, but he and Mike Cernovich, a journalist guy, he's been on the Jesse Lee Peterson show and the Fallen State, pointed out that um, the FISA, Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act, um, process allowed... The FBI, liberals, and the DOJ, liberals, to be corrupt and lie. There's Jim Jordan, Representative Jim Jordan. And lie in order to be able to spy on the Trump campaign. And by the way, Trump was right when he said, I think before he even took office, or maybe he had just taken office back in 2017, late 2016, early 2017, that when he, he tweeted out, Without evidence, without citing any evidence, as the media said, without needing to cite evidence because he knew it was true, that Obama wires tapped, is his words, I think, as I recall, Trump, ta Trump Tower. Obama spied and the media lied and the media covered for him. I'm shiny. Um, and of course, they want the FISA courts, FISA Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act. And I... Correct me if I'm wrong, guys. I think you guys may know more than me about this. But this was, this FISA stuff, Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act, means that you can surveil foreign entities when they talk with Americans. And so they used this against a man named Carter Page who was in the, um, who was in the um, Trump campaign. Carter Page. He was, a, he was an advisor guy, foreign policy um, advisor guy and they spied on him am I streaming on you on Facebook let's see it looks like I am it's hard to tell oh yeah there I am so um, they spied on them under false pretenses they made stuff up they lied the FBI, Federal Bureau of Investigation, seems like one of our institutions that we respect, right? Unless you're black, and then you don't like them because they give out negative crime statistics about blacks. Stuff that we already know. 
Um, and Carter Page may not even have officially, well, maybe he was, been an advisor. But it was an excuse to, to spy on the Trump campaign. And, you know, they made up this fake uh, Russia stuff. And Hillary cited it saying, 17 of our intelligence agencies, why do we have 17, <laughs> um, said that Russia was colluding or something like that, helping Trump. Well, can you blame him? Hillary would start World War III <laughs> real fast. <laughs> um, even, an, even an evil person has to be somewhat sane to want Trump as opposed to Hillary. Because <laughs> Hillary was a mess. She caused major problems. And, um, yeah. Um, and so Jim Jordan says we need, we need to put a stop on this, c- create reforms, because the judge, the FISA court judge, it's a secret court, right? It's a secret court that allows the government to spy on American citizens. And the pretense is you're spying on, other, on foreign agencies, but really you're spying on Americans. And um, so Trump was right. The Obama administration, Obama, wiretapped Trump Tower or spied, and the media lied. And they just glossed over the fact that, that Trump was right yet again. But um, they need to, I don't know, it's, it's interesting how, how corrupt the government is. And Trump brings it out of them, too, because he's like, it's like he's holding out his leg. He's like, come on, guys. <laughs> and then they, they go for the leg, and then they out themselves. They do something wild, and then he wins in the end. <laughs> like when you're in a fight, you hold out your leg for them to grab it. And then they grab your leg, and then you just wrap them up. You tie them in a knot. <laughs> it seems like what he does every time. But the these um, the FBI, the DOJ, you look at you look at the way that these people donated. I saw this in the Hill after 2016. Most of them, 80, 90 percent or more, of the donations from government employees were to the Hillary campaign as opposed to the Trump campaign. 80 to 90 percent, in some cases over 90 percent, including in the Department of Defense, which is supposed to be like caring about the country, nationalistic, conservative, sane, manly. Nope. And you've seen a bunch of the um, former generals and, and people that have worked for Trump turn on him. Kelly... Talking, what's his name, Kelly? He was, um, he was like chief of staff or something. A general. I think he was a general. And he said that, no, all migrants aren't rapists or something dumb like that. He was just making a scarecrow argument against his own boss after leaving. What a, what a snake. So these men that we're thinking of as such manly men... Uh-uh, they end up being little punks. So, I just wanted to share that with you. Um, and by the way, speaking of snakes, there's a Republican mayor who switched to Joe Biden. <laughs> I got this from Drudge, according to, it's a mediaite story. A Michigan mayor, longtime Republican, a white, supposedly white man, Tyler was his last name, Is his first name or last name? Chicago Tribune has released a profile on Michael Tyler. This is from Mediaite. Mayor of Sterling Heights, Michigan. Which is situated in the middle of Macomb County. Where many Midwesterners supported Trump in 2016 after voting for Barack Obama. But he's a Republican. And he's decided to renounce President Trump in favor of former Vice President under Obama, Joe Biden. What a sleaze. Oh, I got to show you guys a picture of this guy. Let me see if I can connect to Joel's thing. Because he looks like, you know, a uh, handsome white man. But then you look at him, you look at what he did and what he said. Total snake. Here. Here, Joel, in a sec. Boom. This guy... 
And he was actually, he established himself as a prominent Tea Party person. And the Tea Party, if you guys don't remember, some of you are young or not paying attention or didn't care. Um, the Tea Party was 2009, 2010, 2011, 2012 or so. The Tea Party, 2013. And even since then, some of, some of them have continued. This is a picture of Michael Taylor, Sterling Heights, Ms. Michigan mayor. Um, he, he acted like he's a Tea Party figure, right? And that was a revolt against Obama and the government in general, spending like crazy. They weren't happy mostly with George W. Bush either, but Obama was just the straw that broke the camel's back. Yeah, he does look a little bit like Richard Spencer. <laughs> Are you talking about Richard Spencer? Oh, man. So, anti-Obama Tea Party guy, suddenly he's for the white man, <laughs> Joe Biden. <laughs> What a snake, huh? He says, quote, I think Joe Biden is the candidate who can unify all of the Democrats, and he's the candidate who can appeal to moderates and Republicans like me, who don't want to see four more years of President Trump, Taylor said. Looking back on voting for Trump in 2016, supposedly, supposedly, Michael Taylor called the election a referendum on Washington politicians and others who don't seem to care about the issues Midwesterners are concerned about. This guy hiding behind the Midwesterners mess. He said Biden could win over his blue-collar constituents if he explains how his policies would be beneficial to them. I loved how that guy confronted Joe Biden in the, um, in the uh, factory, that worker. I think he was a union worker. I don't know. It was a factory in pro process. I remember thinking this Trump thing is insane, but when it was down to him and Hillary, I kind of said, well, you're a Republican, and yeah, he's nuts, but maybe he'll get better, and you know he's going to lower taxes. I slowly talked myself into it. He can't be seriously this deranged. He called him deranged once he gets in there. And he's even more deranged now than I thought then. So I take the blame. I voted for him. Weak. But, you know, snakes... That's why I said that um, you can't trust, I guess you can't even trust most Republicans. It's like all Democrats are evil, unless they're going to, they're soon to be coming Republican. And most of the Republicans are evil. 99.999.9. I'm copying Jesse there if you didn't catch on to that. Percent, but not all, of Democrats are evil. I mean, Republicans are evil. <laughs> there you go, Marcus Jones. By the way, um, and then I will get to calls. Appreciate you guys calling. Um, I was telling you guys about this attack that you saw on the Jesse Lee Peterson show of a bunch of black young guys, young men uh, or juveniles, teens, <laughs> jumping a girl, a minor, a female minor, I think. I think it was in New York. A mob attack. Do you have the clip? Yeah, grab that clip and grab the Joe Biden clip. Because if I have time, I'll play them. And then I will get to Hector and all the callers. But I mentioned that, right? In passing. And I wanted to cover it, but I haven't covered it. Well, Marcus Jones, a a faithful fan of the Hake Report and the Jesse Lee Peterson show, he likes to make fun of me, it's cool, um, said that there were five white men, I think he said white men, whites, who beat someone within an inch of that person's life. But you won't hear it on the Hake show or um, on the news, I guess because I think he thinks the news is biased against in favor of whites or something? I don't know. You can't believe that, Marcus Jones. The, the media is very anti-white, especially the white media, or including the so-called white media. But um, I don't know about that story. Send it to me, Marcus Jones. But I wouldn't be surprised. There is a growing degeneracy, and there's always been evil amongst uh, all races. But it's just kind of ridiculous because you think about the crime rates. Um, Jesse Lee Peterson is called to the blacks first and then the rest of the world, too. And he helps all races. It's kind of like how Paul, the Apostle Paul in the Bible, 
said that he was called first to the, or maybe Jesus said this too, first to the Jews and then to the Gentiles. And it's definitely the real Christianity, not the fake Christianity, has been a benefit. The fake Christianity has been a, hmm, it's been a mixed bag. Because on one hand, it, it keeps you following the rules a little bit, but on the other hand, it's just weakness and it allows for more and more dege- degeneration of society. What a mess. And, but it's kind of ridiculous to, because you can find whites doing wrong and committing violent crime, but, but uh, when you look at the statistics, I'll show you the statistics sometime, including of juveniles, the arrest rates, the uh, victimization, criminal victimization surveys, and just, like, common experience. Common experience basically tells you that um, blacks got a bigger violence problem per capita. Per capita. Anyways, let me get to Hector out of North Dakota. First-time caller. Hector, thanks for calling. What's up? Hey, Hank. How you doing, man? Love your show, brother. Love your show, and uh, love love Jesse's show, too. It's, it's fantastic, you guys. I listen to you guys. Thank you. Every time I can. Right on. Um, I, I had a comment. I I kind of side with E. Michael Jones on this one, uh, where, where pretty much uh, one of the biggest, you could say, cons against what you call white people is that you guys all get bunched up in one in, in one group. Uh, for example, um, I heard about a case of uh, of an Irish man that came to um, that visited Detroit and uh, was was um, not exactly sure he was uh, he was a victim of it. I think he died. They killed him uh, because he was white. You know, he happened to be walking in the wrong neighborhood, and uh, here he's white, but he is Irish in Ireland. Yeah, and so when you blanket everybody like that, you blanket everybody. It kind of works against you, you know. Like Polish people are Polish, but they come here and now they're white. And so right. it's a blanket that it works against you, you know. It's and, and I, I almost think it's by design. It works against you by design. You know, they want to put you all in a bunch. Like for example, me, they they call me the whitest Mexican. Right. If you were to see me on the street, I'm white. Yeah. But you know, I I, I even in high school when I went to high school, I went to high school in Proviso East, long time ago, many years ago. And um, it was Martin Luther King's birthday, and I got jumped because they thought it was white. Oh, man. So On MLK Day. Weird. In celebration of MLK. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. White children and black weird. children holding hands. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they jumped me. They jumped me. But, I mean, it was an all-black school, Crook County. You know, what do we expect? Yeah. So, um, and so, I mean, I, I – uh, and at that time, I mean, they just pretty much threw it under the rug. They, they didn't even – do anything to the guys they they everybody got away with it right and so i was like wow that's when i started kind of looking into it. it's like why i mean why would they think i was white i mean i mean i'm mexican i mean i speak spanish yeah you know just because i was wearing a leather jacket and you know <laughs> wearing combat boots at the time and you know looked white they thought i was white and i got jumped so that's why i'm saying it's like a, it kind of works against you that they blanket everyone with that when you start saying white 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 and I think that's where it gets lost in translation where some people, you know, they lose their culture when they get here, you know, and you get, you, you get thrown a big blanket on you. Oh no, you're just white. <laughs> right. So, um, I, I mean, you know, I think it kind of works against you guys. And, and I say you guys, because it's, it's kind of like a losing battle sometimes, you know, like you, it's, it's pretty much uh, everybody that has pale skin. It's like, you know, you're evil. <laughs> I see it everywhere. You know? Yeah. You and know, so, it's, it's really right versus wrong. And there are, you're right in that there are wildly different cultures among the whites. Like, I joke around and say, sometimes I may not be joking, (laughs) that the (laughs) Irish, the um, Italians, the white Hispanics, they don't count as white. (laughs) And the the whites and the light-skinned Jews, they don't count as white because (laughs) they have a totally different culture from the white conservative Christians. Or exactly, um, Protestant exactly. Christians. But, but, but you understand anyways. how it's a blanket? You understand how everybody's like, look at me, I was right. Mexican, and all of a sudden I'm white. <laughs> yeah. It's like a big blanket they put on you. But uh, that's kind of one one of the things you guys got going against you. And and pretty much everyone, you know, because me as being Mexican, I got jumped. I, it worked against me too, you know? <laughs> but in all <laughs> okay. honesty, like we need, to, we need people to... I understand the draw of people wanting uh, to a white ethno state. Yeah. Like the call, one of the callers before you is a white ethno nationalist. He wants, he wants 
a white, at least a major, a white majority country, if not white wow. only. And okay. that's, I understand that, but you also, you have to be for right versus wrong above all things. And yeah, because, you know, what if, uh, like, like, for example, you say a white ace no state, if there's no right and wrong in that, then, then <laughs> right. who's your daddy? Who's yeah, your daddy? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know? And then even, Man, hey, the, uh, even like Jesus, Jesus in the Bible, yeah. mm-hmm. he rejected even his immediate family, at least seemingly. Exactly. Because his mother yeah, and brothers mean, were there, blood, mm-hmm. blood mother and blood supposed brothers. Um, and he's all, who are my mother and sister and brothers, but those who do the will of God. And that's true. And I'm not talking about people who just call themselves Christians, because there's a whole bunch of liberal traitors to America (laughs) and traitors to Christianity who call themselves Christians. And they go to church, too. And they go to church, too. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. So, but he, and people say, oh, my race, my race is my extended family. And I guess, in a sense, you could say that. And it, race is reality. It does matter, at least in this life, in a sense. But it doesn't um, matter in the way that a lot most people think that it matters. I don't, I don't know, Hank. I, I live in an all-white neighborhood. I'm yeah. in North Dakota. Uh, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm sorry. You know, if I see a Mexican move in, I, I don't care what they say. I'm like, hey, baby, I think it's time to move out. <laughs> this place is going to shit. I'm sorry. Did I swear? I'm sorry. I'm in D-Live. I watch you on D-Live, man. I'm sorry. All right, on, man. I don't know. <laughs> appreciate appreciate I, you joining. Thanks, man. Yeah, yes, yeah. Thank you, man. Thank you, guys. Thank you for all your effort, man. Thank all your crew. You guys are awesome. I listen to you guys all the time, and uh, we'll keep drilling Mother Earth out here in North Dakota. Get you guys some fuel. Cool. Keep fracking <laughs> or whatever it is. All right, guys. we will. Yeah, we are. We are. <laughs> all Thanks, right. Man. Take Bye-bye. care, Hector. I gotta open the treasure chest, but I gotta add a little bit to it first. So you can open the treasure chest to us. Nice. <laughs> Per capita is intensely racist, says Reed Johnson. Yeah, people don't even comprehend, or they act like they don't comprehend uh, per capita. That means per head, or per 100 people, or whatever. Um, so we're opening the treasure chest on dlive.tv slash the Hake Report. Um, because uh, when you talk about, oh, I think, because if you look at the statistics, white people kill more people than black people or it might be neck and neck I'm not sure but they don't realize that there's five times as many whites as there are blacks maybe less now but um so there's <laughs> that's five times as many possible su- possible suspects so anyways whatever luckiest followers from the obama chest redistribution of lemons on dlive reed johnson floshinsky Red Man Mad, Grand Bear, and Shawniverse. And uh, so, thank you guys. I'm sorry if I missed any diamonds. Hopefully, Dark Side of the Bear What was in there doing, taking screenshots for me, as she normally does. But if not, then hopefully somebody else will take over. Report at gmail.com and or james at jessieleepeterson.com so I don't miss your treasure chest. Thank you guys for the lemons and ice cream, diamonds, ninjaginis, ninjets. All those things. Appreciate that. So, by the way, Blazing Hogs says, Thank God I'm a country boy. Thank you, Blazing Hogs. And, and Pin Bob Sponge says, Thank you for standing for good, brother. Thank you. Again. That's cool. So, you can't trust most Republicans either, or even most whites or anything but um those poor Greeks trying to protect their country after going bankrupt Greece went bankrupt Greece went bankrupt by um back in like 2012 Greece the country and Greece used to be on top of the world they used to it was Greece and then Rome took over and now, where's Greece now? Where's Rome now? Rome is empty because of the coronavirus. There is even a person at the Vatican who got this coronavirus thing. And I've heard that it is a serious disease. Not to scare you, but just reality, I think. According to Stefan Molyneux, who's a, a 
reporter, journalist, commentator, philosopher guy that whose word I, I take he, a little bit of heed to. He said that it's 30 times more deadly than the flu, this coronavirus thing. So don't catch it if you can help it, unless you're getting paid. <laughs> I heard, according to New York Post or something like that, that you can get paid for it. So, uh, Marcus Jones, don't fall for that. Whites do it, too. But I do like that Trump is handling this coronavirus thing like a man. It's nice. I saw this Drudge headline that is disgusting. In San Francisco, a homeless man sat with a decaying raccoon inside a McDonald's. That's where liberalism will get you, to be honest. The the man filming was so funny in that case. Oh, I hope you guys get to play it on the Jesse Lee Peterson show. Anyways, guys, I will see you soon. Today is Wednesday. Make sure you subscribe to um, Jesse Lee Peterson's Patreon. We are going to be uploading exclusive content and early access content as well. Um, Patreon.com slash Jesse Lee Peterson. You know I've been working on these 90s shows and other things. So go over there and support. I definitely recommend it. Thank you guys, too. And did I miss anything? Yeah. Thanks, guys. See you later. TheHakeReport.com for my stuff. JLPTalk.com for Jason Lee Peterson stuff. Take care.